Greetings, gamers. I'm Bed Ross. I'm Shun Kapow. And I'm Skeletroy. And you're listening to Very Good Music, a VGM podcast. We are back for our big two-part season finale. And as usual, if I uh, time travel a little bit in any of the narration today, or if any of us do, um, we're recording this the last week of December, and you're hearing it in February. So (laughs) um, we are still in 2020 as a time of recording. So if, uh, if we say anything about that, just roll with it. You guys are good at that. So <laughs> we are joined for this very, very special episode by a very, very special guest, uh, the king of YouTube thrash remixes and the composer of the very good theme song. Gamers, we have Skeletroy. How are you doing, oh, sir? Geez. I hope I can live up to that intro. <laughs> <laughs> Water. Yes. Um, yeah. If you hear any, uh, if you heard that gurgling sound while I was making that stellar intro, that's Shukapal fueling up. <laughs> and yes, we also, as always, are joined by Shukapal. How you doing? Yay! <laughs> are you excited to talk about more Mega Man? Mega Man, and X. specifically, yeah, Mega Man X. And so we we compared. Mega Man 2 and Mega Man 3 for our Season 1 outro. We decided not to include Mega Man 1 because even though some of the songs are pretty special, it didn't really compare to either of the other two, just in scope. Not to say anything bad about Manami Matsumai because we all love her, but 2 and 3 just sort of, they were a little bit more equal. And I think it's for that same reason that... It's funny, Troy, you and I decided independently of each other that Mega Man 2 just did, or X2 really just did not stand up to X1. Yeah, it's, um, and I, I'm kind of interested to hear your reasoning behind it, but for me, it's, uh, it's almost like the songs aren't complete. Um, and I think, uh, like, as the, the listeners will hear as they, you know, listen to this episode here, um, like, the, the Mega Man X songs are really pretty elaborate, you know? Like, they usually have a really solid intro, and then it's almost like, you know, like any song you'd hear on the radio. Like, you hear your verse and your pre-chorus and your chorus, mm-hmm. and, like, it it's all really well composed, and I, I just, I found X2 just didn't have that same level of quality. I think that you put a finer point on it than I could have, and I think we're probably going to come back to that a lot in this episode because you're a much more active composer than I've ever been. Um, but I, I came to, I think, essentially the same conclusion a different from a different direction. Um, you're right. The, the, the X and the X3 soundtracks, they have a definite structure to them. Um, you can, you'll, you'll hear me talk about like A sections and B sections and things like that as we get into the episode. And yeah, the Mega Man X2 soundtrack, 
what it was for me is that the, the songs just weren't as catchy. I didn't find myself coming away from any of them with them still in my head or, or like humming them or anything like that. The one that came the closest to me in that regard, I think, is the Bubble Crab stage, which is uh, was also reused in yep. uh, X4, I think. Um, but other than that, there just really wasn't much of anything, which surprised me a little bit because the game itself... I actually have more nostalgia for than X1. I think X1 is a tighter game. It's similar to how I felt about X uh, about Mega Man 3 versus Mega Man 2. I would agree with most people that Mega Man 2 is objectively the better game. But for me, I liked X3 or I'm going to keep doing that. I like Mega Man 3 better. <laughs> it's just it's more fun for me. It's got more bells and whistles and it was the first one I played, so it was super nostalgic for me. I like X2 as a and game. And it's got Rush in it. <laughs> yes, it's got Rush, it's got Proto Man. Um, I like X2 better as a game than X1, but the music, it just kind of rambles. It doesn't have as much structure to it, and so it didn't stick in my head as much. And so. Yeah, it feels like it's missing some hooks or something. And I think it was around that time, because this would have been near the beginning of, uh, of this season for us that Shukapau picked the Gravity Beetle theme for our Five Finger Fanfare episode. And I had gotten X3 on the the Wii U eShop um, a, a year or so before and played a little bit of it. And I vaguely remembered while playing it that while I didn't enjoy the game, because it's just really kind of hard in an arbitrary kind of way, <laughs> um, I did remember finding that a lot of the songs that I played were really catchy. And it had been a couple of years since I heard them, so I didn't remember any of them. But I decided to give it a listen, and that's when I wrote back to you and said, hey, how would you feel about doing X1 versus X3 instead? And, yeah, so here we are. Um, and before we get into the uh, the comparisons, what's your uh, overall, what was your general impression of Mega Man X3? Uh, was this the first time you'd really given it a thorough listen? Uh, no, I mean, <laughs> I've, uh, I've been actively listening to video game music basically since I was a kid. Um, so, like, even, you know, when I when this game came out, like, 96, I think? That sounds uh, about right. It was yeah, a pretty... So I yeah. Been, yeah, I would have been 14, and music was uh, pretty important at that point in my life. So, uh, there were a couple of these tracks that honestly have never left me. Yeah. I think that the ones I remembered the most when I went back and listened were... Gravity Beetle and um, the Dr. Doppler Stage 1. I'd heard that on a VGM podcast a couple of years before and it had always kind of stuck in my head. But then when I went through and listened to a lot of the tracks, they they, they were just super impressive. And I'm going to be I'm really eager to listen to you sort of talk about them from, from more of a composer standpoint because I am among my podcaster friends and listener friends notoriously bad at identifying genre in music, and especially when you get down to subgenre. Like I, I, I'm pretty good. I could tell you the difference between like jazz and rock and metal and country, but then when you get into different types of metal or different styles of rock, um, I'm not nearly as good. There's it feels to me. <laughs> it, it feels to me like the styles of rock you hear in X and X3 would fall under distinctively different subgenres uh, for each game. Yeah, um, 
Yeah, and uh, I mean, to be honest, the whole idea, and this is going to sound weird coming from somebody who runs SNES Thrash, <laughs> um, but like the, the whole idea of genres and subgenres is silly at best. <laughs> um, you know, like, well, okay, uh, Bedroth, you and I grew up in uh, basically the grunge era, right? Yes, yeah, Nirvana and Pearl Jam and all that. None of those bands sound the same at right. all. And yet, and yet, they're like they were they were lumped together because they all wore flannel and they all came from <laughs> Seattle, except Stone Temple Pilots. But that's another story. But but that's the thing is genres as a whole don't make sense. They're based more on trends than musical stylings. Um, so. Yeah, when you get into genres and subgenres, like if you can identify something as like rock or metal, that's good enough. I like that. I like that um, because then then we can actually talk more more musically rather than with arbitrary genres um, as we talk about kind of the differences between here. Um, one of the main differences, we can go ahead and say all of this up front. Of course, uh, Mega Man X and X3 were both uh, published and developed by Capcom. Um, they... Uh, let me see here. X was released in December of 1993 uh, for, of course, the SNES. It was later re-released in lots of other different forms. Had several composers here. Uh, Setsuo Yamamoto, uh, Makoto Tomozawa, Yuki Iwai, Yuko Takehara, and Toshihiko Horiyama. Uh, Skeletor, do any of those names mean anything to you? Do you connect them with other, other games or other series? Uh, Setsuo Yamamoto. He, uh, the game that he did after Mega Man X was, uh, X-Men Mutant Apocalypse. Honestly, I'd say that's a better soundtrack than either X2 or X3. <laughs> it's so yeah. good. And the samples sound so good. Mutant um, Apocalypse, is that, and is that the one uh, that Sorry, I... I, I sidetrack far too much. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, I want to ask one question about that, then we can come back. Is that the one where you can play as Psylocke, Beast, Gambit, Wolverine, or Cyclops, and you can do their special moves by putting in, like, Street Fighter II style that's buttons? That's the one. That is, yep. yeah, fantastic game, fantastic sound. I, I poured so much time into that game when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, I only ever rented it, but I think I rented it, like, four or five mm -hmm. times. I borrowed it from a buddy of mine, uh, and I had to, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, they, they had to, like, come and, and get it back from me because I didn't want to let it go. But, yeah, so, okay, that was Setsuo Yamamoto. Um, I remember the name Yuki Iwai, and I'm trying to place it. I am not as good with this. Um, she, okay, she was she did Gargoyles Quest 2. Uh, Final Fight 2. Oh, she she did the SNES version of Aladdin. Oh, nice. Um, I actually had to pull this up. Street Fighter 3. I think that is probably the, um, what I... Yeah, that's what I remember her for most. Street Fighter 3 and Street Fighter Alpha 3. Uh, so she did, did quite a bit in that series. Yeah, so she was the one who popped out to me the most. But all five of these I know I've seen on other Capcom game listings. So a really stellar team here, which Capcom... Capcom had done before. And so that is Mega Man X, uh, once again, 1993, um, with those five composers listed. 
And then we get to Mega Man X3. This one was actually released for both the SNES and the PlayStation. I think it... Um, we, we did briefly discuss the fact that uh, there is a PlayStation version of this soundtrack that is, is different um, than the SNES version. Compositions are largely the same, but the instrumentation and the execution is very different. And it would be interesting, I think, sometime to come back and sort of compare the two. But so that we could have a more direct comparison to X1, I did decide to just go with... Um, go with the SNES sounds. Uh, this was released actually in December of 1995, is what it says here. And the composer for X3, I think, <laughs> I, I think is going to be pretty recognizable. We have uh, Miss Kinuyo Yamashita. Eskeletura, what does that name bring up for you, if anything? Uh, Castlevania. There, <laughs> there you go. Castlevania. Yes. <laughs> and that's a hard soundtrack to beat. It is. It is. Um, also did some composition for Parodius on the MSX. I have not heard the MSX version, but if it's anything like the other uh, other ones I've, I've uh, heard of Parodius, then that's got to be pretty good. Uh, also composed Power Blade, uh, Pocky and Rocky. Ooh, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers SNES game, along with Iku Mizutani. I recognize the Who's name... Send Nippon Pro Wrestling. <laughs> yes. So we see here that she worked with uh, Iku Mizutani quite a bit. Um, but yes, uh, Zen Nippon Pro Wrestling, where one of my favorite tracks from this year, the Jumbo Saruta theme from our yeah. Five Finger Fanfare episode, came from. So, <laughs> so those are our composers that we're going to be dealing with today. So as we read each track, um, we won't come back to, to all of those. I actually am not even sure that you can find... Um, distinct like uh, distinct track credits for Mega Man X itself. Um, maybe you could nowadays, but I'm not sure. It is somewhere online um, because uh, back when you first uh, started talking to me about doing this episode, I was like, oh geez, I don't know anything about composers. I need to look up some stuff. <laughs> and I did end up finding... I, I don't recall where it was, but I did find, like, an individual track list for uh, each of the composers. Oh, uh, yeah. Setsuo Yamamoto did most of X1. And uh, the, the thing that I find funny about it is um, uh, one of the other four wrote the, uh, the theme for Storm Eagle. And so Setsuo Yamamoto liked that song so much that he stole the bass line of it and put it into X-Men Mutant Apocalypse for Cyclops' theme. Oh, and that's why you've got the mesh up there. That's really cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Okay, well, before we get into our first, uh, our first competition, um, Skeletroy, tell us a little bit about what you do. We've uh, mentioned it a couple of times. How did you get into, well, what, what are the SNES Thrash remixes? Uh, how do you compose them, and how did you get into that? Uh, well, okay, so basically, you know, two things that have always run through my life is music and video games. Um, like I said before, you know, even when I was a little kid, uh, I remember, you know, playing Super Mario Brothers 2 and the music in it just being so good. Um, the, the first one that really struck me was, uh, TMNT 2, the arcade game. To me, that felt like just as much of a metal album as anything that my dad was listening to at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And so, I mean, yeah, like, it, it, video game music has always hooked me. Uh, and then, you know, when I was a teenager, I started writing music and, you know, playing guitar and drums and all that good stuff. And, uh, I mean, eventually those two worlds just kind of combined when I found that there were a whole bunch of video game musicians on, uh, like, online back in... Oh, jeez, this would have been, like, 2004? Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was, uh... I'd found, uh, the site that Vert was running, uh, VG Mix. Because at the time, there was VG Mix and there was OC Remix. Yeah. And, uh, well, one of them's still going. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> OG, OC Remix is the one that, of course, I, I am I am most familiar with, but, um... But yeah, back back around this time was um, when I really first started finding and saving video game music to listen to like separately. I I had recognized music in games before, and there were some that had really stuck in my head: uh, Sonic Three and Kirby's Adventure, um, or Kirby's Dreamland rather, uh, really were, were a lot of them. But uh, and the Smash series did a lot for my appreciation of video game music. But yeah, OC Remix is definitely yep. the one that I'm more more familiar with. Yeah, so um, I mean, I'd done uh, a few songs on there, and you can still find a couple that I've re-uploaded to my YouTube. Um, but, you know, I just, I kind of came to realize that there were so many people doing, you know, guitar-based rock or metal covers that I kind of wanted to do something different. And, uh, that's when I found out about Jam with the Band on Nintendo DS. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, it's a full, like, eight-channel, uh, music editor. Where you can pick, uh, I think there's like 55 different instruments you can choose from, so it's not full MIDI standard or anything. Um, but you still get a good amount of, uh, of instruments to choose from, and yeah, I, I started making that music um, as sort of like the background to a show I was working on, and the music kind of evolved into its own project, and I dropped the show, and... Five years later, I'm still going. And I am, uh, I'm very glad. Um, I was really happy to stumble on your page, and, um, uh, it's been really cool getting to know you through, uh, through all of this, and, um, yeah, I think it's really, really cool that you found, uh, this niche you really excel at, and it also goes to show that, like, I mean, inarguably, using a DS game to compose is not going to give you the same range of sound and quality as something like um, like Fruity Loops or Reaper or anything like that. But what you've got is a tool that you can use to take these compositions that some many of them were composed on much more primitive hardware than what you're dealing with, some on comparable hardware, and moving into the future, some on more advanced hardware, but really taking what you've got with the channels you have to work with and and isolating what makes these songs so great 
And like just uh, just a couple of days ago on Christmas Day, uh, you released a medley of the um, Wiley some Wiley music from Mega Man and Mega Man Two, and it really gave me a new appreciation for the Mega Man Wiley stage music that I I hadn't I just hadn't listened to in a long time. And listening to it in your style uh, really kind of brought that home for me. So that's what I really like about your channel. Well, thank you, and and yeah, like that's uh, that's a big part of why I do what I do is um, you know like there's a lot of great video game music out there where the arrangement's not so good, or uh, I mean particularly in the Super Nintendo's uh, side, you know there's there's a lot of games out there where the composer just didn't pick good samples. And I kind of feel like the Super Nintendo gets sort of a negative rap for that. You know, like, um, you listen to something like, uh, like the early stuff, like SimCity or Pilot Wings, or, uh, you know, the ones where they just kind of had that stock kind of sound. And I feel like that's the, how people think of Super Nintendo music. But because it's sample-based, it can be anything. And, like, uh, the longer it went on, the better the samples got, the better the quality got, because they were able to, you know, uh, cartridge size got bigger. So they were able to do everything better. And, I mean, when you, uh, when you listen to a lot of the soundtracks from, like, 95, 96, um, really listen to them, and you'll probably, uh, walk away with a new appreciation for the sounds of them. Yeah, uh, I am super nostalgic for um, SNES sound. It, it it probably is my favorite um, system, just to go back and listen to for for nostalgia reasons. And but you are right that so much of that had to do with the um, the instruments that were chosen by um, by the programmers. And I think that the Sega Genesis suffers from a lot of that same thing um, when you hear. You know, we have already talked about X-Men on the SNES. When you hear about, like, X-Men on the Genesis, um, I actually am pretty nostalgic for that sound, and I think there's some really cool stuff there. But some of the synths that they use, like that farty bass sound, it just it's really not appealing to a lot of people. And I think that there are some games yeah. like that that gave Genesis the same kind of reputation that like you're talking about for with SNES and um, that's one of the things I like about uh, one of my favorite video game podcasts uh, music podcast is the Super Mercado Bros they're also they have the most episodes I think of any VGM podcast ever even if they're not the longest running um, because they've been at it for so long and they're so consistent with it but they they are musicians um, uh, they're composers and they know how to tell they, they make a distinction between the quality of a composition and the quality of the sound itself, and they're really good at cutting to the heart of that. And I get that same sense from you, because um, I do think that there are some of these games uh, that, that you've done covers for where the game itself isn't really known for having great sound quality, but you can really bring out the, um, the, you know, the composition in, in what you do. And that piece that we played in with, um, uh, we haven't actually talked much about that yet, but I've been excited to show that off because I've, I've been looking for an excuse to play it. Um, I actually did use it <laughs> – 
recently because um, Daryl, or the last weekend, the host of a VGM Fight Club, um, I did a triple threat match on his show for um, for one of his special episodes, and he asked if I had any music I would like to have, like, walking into the ring music, like my wrestling theme song. And um, I wanted to pick something unique, and so I went with oh, that. Nice. But what I... What I've come to think of this song as is the Mega Man X style, very good music theme song. Because um, when you composed it, I loved it. It didn't quite have the feel that I thought I was going with for the show, um, and which is why we ended up with the one we have now. Which that was a that was a really fun um, process that you and I went through for that. But um, I still really really love this song. What um, do you remember kind of what your thought process was when you were writing this up and maybe where it where it came from, what the influences were? Uh, well, it was... Um, I was trying to take uh, a bunch of influences that I'd heard from your show. Uh, so there's... Uh, uh, the, the track that actually got me listening to, uh, to this podcast was the... Uh, the trailer for the, uh... Jeez, which episode was it now? It was The Messenger, Bamboo Boogaloo. Oh, yeah. And I absolutely <laughs> loved that song. I found uh, a 30-minute version of that on YouTube, and I listened to that on repeat over and over. <laughs> and then I bought the game, and... <laughs> um, so... So the, the the first part of that was trying to take that sort of messenger influence where it goes from like NES style to Sega Genesis style. Um, and I mean, Mega Man X is just kind of my sound. So it, uh, it all just worked together well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very cool. Very cool. Um, that's really cool. I mean, by the time that we hear this, everybody will know, but... Um, I guess you kind of get the scoop. Uh, Bamboo Boogaloo is one of Shukapau's tracks for um, one of his top ten tracks of the year uh, that we played on our um, on our end of year special back in episode ten. Um, and I I, nice. I love Bamboo Boogaloo. It's not my favorite soundtrack of The Messenger, but I love the whole soundtrack so much that it, that still it still makes it one of my favorite VTM tracks. Um, but that's really cool. And yeah, now yep. that you mentioned that, I can I can hear some of that in this. Uh, in this, but I, I just I love it so much. It, this will not be the last time we hear it on the show, um, and uh, but but I thought it was perfect to kind of debut on our podcast when you and I talk. I, I like your I like your medleys. Uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit as well. But um, you you do a really good job of finding ways to like uh, finding the commonalities between things and using that as a jumping off point, but then really making um, the most out of some of the differences between them too. I believe that. Um, if everything goes according to plan, for the preview for this episode, I actually used one of the medleys that you made specifically for this, and that by the time people are listening to this, should be up and available for them to hear. Um, for our last uh, little uh, rabbit trail, before we finally get to the music, <laughs> would you like to talk a little about that special composition that you did? Was that the uh, the Stormy? Yes. One? Yeah. Sorry, I've <laughs> I've uh, been pretty excited for this episode, so I've been making a lot of music over the past <laughs> few weeks. So yeah, um, Bedroth asked me to uh, see if I could come up with a, a cool medley of uh, Storm Eagle and Crush Crawfish, and uh, 
you know, just listening to the two riffs themselves, it sounds like it would be a super easy process. But, um, and shoot, Kapow, you'll probably have found this with, uh, you know, some of the, the arrangements or compositions that you've done, is sometimes the things that seem really easy are not at all. It, it's just roadblock after roadblock after roadblock. And I'm I'm incredibly happy with how this mix came out, but you know, just between uh, tempo, uh, I was having some issues transposing the key. Um, there there were uh, a couple stumbling points there, but it all turned out pretty well in the end, I think. And yeah, that actually. Um... Well, we'll talk a lot about this a little bit more when we introduce part two, um, but uh, we're going to split this into two different episodes like we like we did last time. And the first episode, we're going to be playing a lot of the the ancillary music, the, the non-Maverick music. Uh, for the end of season one, we did um, all of the uh, Robot Masters for part two, and for part one, it was kind of everything else. So for this one, part two is going to be all the Mavericks, since that's what the Robot Masters were called in the X-Series. Um, and part one is going to be other things. So for part one, it was fairly easy. We've got what we're about to play is the title leading into the opening stage for both X and X3. And we'll be going through a few more things like that. For part two... It gets a little bit more interesting, and I'm excited for us to talk about that, and I think we're going to come back to this conversation a little bit as well. Um, to wh While you were talking, Troy, I actually also looked up, I found the Capcom Wiki um, website, and it did have listings for each uh, song on the Mega Man X soundtrack, so I posted there in the chat for you to take a look at. Um, which songs were composed by the other four composers, uh, not uh, Setsuo Yamamoto. And interesting there, uh, we've got four Mavericks that were composed by other people, and for, for my money, they're some of the best of the bunch. I know that you've got your own list, which we'll talk about next time, but um, I think it does bear mentioning up front here that uh, Storm Eagle and Spark Mandrel, which are two of a lot of people's favorites, were actually composed by Makoto Tomozawa. So I applaud you. Thank you. DS clamshell applause. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, yeah, let us go ahead and get into our first pair of tracks. Um, as I mentioned, we are going to be listening to the title and then the opening stage music, uh, first for Mega Man X and then for Mega Man X3. When we come back, uh, we'll talk a little about the songs and then vote, and then we'll see where we go from there.
right, and that was the title jingle and then the opening stage music for Mega Man X and Mega Man X 3. Starting strong with these two, and I think that that's uh, probably by design. These composers probably wanted to put their best face forward here. Um, Shukapau, why don't you actually talk a little bit? What do you uh, What do you think about these tracks? That was... <laughs> uh, that it... Yeah, they are that Let's break good. it down. You <laughs> left them speechless. You've got some history with uh, with Mega Man X, uh, the opening stage, don't you? Yeah. Now, what game actually makes you most familiar with this track? Uh, Super Smash Flash 2, actually. <laughs> yeah, because this is one of the Mega Man songs in Smash Flash 2. That remix is, is really, really good. But this is your first time hearing X3's opening track, isn't it? Mm, yeah. Yep. That was That was, like, really good as well <laughs> when um that 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 first um the first section has the sound that just in my in my mind i'm associating with an organ because there's a run up that's uh <coughs> that's uh Kinyu yamashita makes that really reminded me a lot of castlevania um and when chukaba heard that jingle he was like whoa <laughs> <laughs> and and yet, uh, Mega Man X, it, it is, it's a classic, classic tune. Um, it's unimpeachable in my mind. It's one of the most perfect, I think, video game compositions ever. It's just really, really well done. Troy, what are your, what are your thoughts here? Um, okay, so uh, for both of these, I kind of have to give the nod to Mega Man X over X3. Uh, that The title song for X is just, it's perfect. It is. It is, yeah. The, the title jingle puts it over the top for me as well. X is going to get my vote in this round. Um, like, the X3 title song isn't bad, but it, like, it's it's no X1. <laughs> it's not. It's not. X1 is in a league of its own. But then uh, as far as the stage themes, stage. I, I think oh, I, I also have to... Uh, that's pretty yeah. tough. Because they're both really <laughs> good. Um, and I, I especially love that part in X3 where uh, it's like the guitar solo, um, and then you have the other guitar like just crunching on the bottom, like down to down to down to down down down. Yes. So good. But uh, honestly, I think the X1 is just a little bit better. I, I do too, and I think on this one, um, uh, you and I are, are kind of in sync on on this. Um, I loved that part as well. Um, you worded it a lot more succinctly than I think I could have, but just it showed um, Yamashita's talent at having these two different uh, parts, really having just this masterful interplay between them. Um, that's something that I also hear in uh, in Dominic Denmark's work on Mega Man X Corrupted, which we played Sparkling Scorpio on our uh, um, on a couple of our episodes this year and um he does some of that same stuff and i think he's taking a cue from yamashita here but but without getting too far off track i think that the reason besides just nostalgia that Mega Man x1 takes it for me here is that yamamoto is he's taking this melody that's kind of spare and he's letting it breathe i think that it fits thematically for the world that it's in it's a really powerful melody 
there's a lot going on. I think that the X3 track is a little bit busier, which is not to say that it's messy or anything like that because it's masterfully put together. But I think that Mega Man X, it, it lets you notice it a little bit more. It's not, it's not, um, it's not trying too hard. And I don't know. That's that's about as close as I can get to it. Um, I'd agree with that. Why, why, why do you think Mega Man X is a little bit better in this uh, case? Uh, probably, honestly, due to the uh, the more driving feel of the drums. Because uh, ah, yeah. it, it makes you feel like Mega Man, you know, running through and shooting those giant bees and whatnot. Um the the X3 song <laughs> is great, but at the same time, it's just it makes you feel a little bit more like Mega Man in X1. Yeah, it does, it does, and I mean it's impossible to completely divorce nostalgia from this. And I think that the Mega Man X1 intro stage is one of the best examples of just masterful game design. It's right up there with Super Mario Brothers uh, uh, World 1-1 um, with just how the stage itself, without the need for any extemporaneous narration, shows you how to play the game. Uh, it's fun and it's instructive and it all just works so organically. And um, that has nothing to do with the music, but the music does reflect that very well, I think. Yeah, well, it's it's pieces of the same puzzle, right? Because um, I mean, that's yep. the thing. Like, when when you uh, when you talk about a lot of these classic games, a lot of the best ones are, you know, obviously the ones that control the best and look the best for the time and whatnot. But it's also the ones that have the best soundtracks. Yeah, and I mean with. You know, like, it, when you, uh, you know, just going back a little bit further to NES, you know, look look at Castlevania, look at Double Dragon, look at uh, Contra, uh, DuckTales. Th those games are all great, Ooh. and a <laughs> yeah. big part of that is because the soundtracks are so good. Mega Man X is no exception. Yeah, the soundtrack is really such a big part of what makes games memorable. Um, it's easier for me to remember bad games with good music than it is for me to remember games with great music that just the um oh wait remember games that played really really well but where the music was just kind of not good at all um i have trouble remembering games like that yep. <laughs> but yeah maybe um and maybe that speaks more to my personal tastes and what i go to a game for but uh shuka pal before we move on to our next pair of tracks if if Troy and I had uh, tied on this one. Where would you have gone? Would you X1. have voted X1? X1. Just nostalgia, I guess. Yeah. And just, I like the track better. <laughs> well, hey, that's, um, you know, when it comes down, that's, a, like I said, that that, that may be a part of why I, I ended up siding with X1 as well. But uh, I don't think that's going to be the case on everything here. Um, but we will see. Let's kind of see where things go. Uh, for our next pair of tracks, um, it's actually going to be three tracks sort of th that go together. Uh, from Mega Man X1, we are going to be hearing Zero's entrance leading into Zero's theme. And then for Mega Man X3, where actually famously you could play as Zero for the first time, we're just going to listen to Zero's theme from that game. <laughs> 
was Zero's music from X and X3. For Mega Man X1, you had Zero's entrance theme, a classic jingle there, moving into uh, the theme where X is, is, or X is on the ground, Zero's standing in front of him, and just like staring down Vile in that mech that he's just demolished. And <laughs> it's such a cool, cool image and such a cool theme to go along with it. And then Zero's theme from Mega Man X3. And uh, Troy, you and I were talking about how none of these songs are uh, really long. The loops don't really, um, they don't go for very far, but they've got that quality that a lot of the short Mega Man music has where you just want to keep listening to it. What do you think it is about these tracks that make them so, so listenable? Oh, geez. That's a a really good question. Um, I think part of it is just uh, like the chord progression leads really well to looping. Um, so, when a song doesn't actually have an end, then, uh, you know, it's up to you, right? And with the, with these songs, it shouldn't be up to me, because I'll just let them play. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, I think that, um, one of the reasons I think they're so short is that, especially in, in X, you don't, you don't have a lot of zero. It's not like a, um, one of the Maverick stages where you're going to be hearing this music for, you know, a while. Um, they're really more, it's more cutscene music. Um, if I remember correctly, this, uh, this X3 theme that we're playing here, um, it also plays in like cutscene types of areas, like when Zero's talking to you, because when you're playing a stage of Zero, again, if I recall, it's just the stage music. And so that may be why they're so short, but yeah, as far as why they work, I think it's just because they they each we focus on this uh, they, they, they take this short melody that's just it's a real just nugget of musical goodness and they build everything else kind of around that and they don't try to do too much with it and it is tailored perfectly well just to come back into that and um, these short jingles that can play for a long time without getting tiresome I have a lot of respect for composers that can do that. <laughs> Yep. Oh, for sure. All right. Well, let's go ahead and uh, let's take a vote here. I think I know where I'm going to go with this, but um, guess first, Troy. What do you uh, What do you vote here? X or X three? Uh, I'm gonna actually go X three on this one. Okay. And uh, okay, so I'll admit that uh, the um, the zero, like I always called it the X and zero mm-hmm. theme because they were always together the the yeah. slower one um it, compositionally that's absolutely fantastic and in any other case it would win um but th- this is honestly one of my nostalgia picks uh okay so zero's theme in x1 you've just been trashed by vile and he's just ready to destroy you and then you hear that music, and you're like, oh my god, Zero's coming to save me. This is awesome. And he shoots the the arm off of Vile's mech, and he saves you, and it's great. But X3, oh my. When I got to play as Zero for the first time, and I heard that music, and it felt like I was just walking along with such a swagger, like <laughs> nothing can touch me because I am Zero. A... I, I can't not pick that. So that's, uh, I'm going X3. So Zero's entrance music, 
makes it makes this really tough for me because, um, uh, like you said, what you're calling the X and Zero theme from Mega Man X One, the slower one, it is. It's a really really beautiful composition and it evokes that that area so well. Um, but the the entrance music, the is just oh, it's so. Yeah, it's badass is what it is, which is which all, what Zero is all about. Yep. But, but um, yeah, like, like Tembo, the badass elephant. Um, uh, but the Zero theme from X3, that melody hits me in the sweet spot. It's almost got this like rock anthem sound to it. And that is... Yeah, it's yes, very triumphant. I love, 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 love that sound. And because of that, um, because of that melody, I'm actually going to side on X3 as well. So, so far we've got two unanimous votes. <laughs> oh, wow. Two unanimous votes on this one. Um, Shukapel, which one of those would you have landed on? X1 or X3? Uh, X1. Okay, so if one of us had gone with X1, then it would have won. You would have you would have got that. So, okay. Um, can you give us any reason as to why? I don't know. It just feels more like zero, I guess. Okay. Feels more like, like how you picture Zero. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, maybe that's because you haven't played X3 yet. <laughs> well, we'll have to remedy that sometime. Okay, so we have had our uh, opening stage. We've met Zero. Now it's time to go to the area where we're going to pick, well, pick who we fight, because that's what you do in Mega Man. Even if you know the uh, prescribed boss order, you can go in any order that you want. And so that's what we're going to do. Now, in both of these games... Uh, there are two different boss or two different stage select themes. Um, I think I already know where I'm going to fall on this because one of these pieces that we're about to listen to is one of my favorite Mega Man X <laughs> tracks ever. Uh, it's one of my favorite short loops ever. It's right up there with the Mega Man 3 Get a Weapon theme for me. We'll come back and talk about that. But we're going to listen to stage select 1 and then stage select 2, which is the like the end game area of the game. Stage select after you've beaten all the Mavericks. And then we're going to listen to the boss selected jingle from, once again, Mega Man X1 and then Mega Man X3. Bye. 
Okay, that was six songs we just heard. That was Stage Select 1 and 2 and Boss or Stage Selected from our two games of the evening here. Short loops, once again. Um, I think that uh, we're going to be in that for at least one more, and then we'll start getting into a little bit longer songs for the back half of this part one. Uh, but Troy, what do you... Um, what have you got for us? Well, based on uh, how you let us into these, I think we're going to have another agreement here because I mm-hmm. think I know which <laughs> song you were talking about. Yep. <laughs> uh, that Mega Man X stage select is so good. It is. It's, oh, uh, it's so classic. And I mean, it's it's such a short loop, but at the same time, it makes itself feel like not such a short loop. Um, because, like, when the drums drop out, and then when they come back in and just punch you in the face, oh, it's so good! <laughs> yep. <laughs> the, uh, the Sigma one is not quite as good. I wouldn't put it in the same league at all. Um, but that's partially because of my bias towards orc hits. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh... That, and I'm not trying to promote myself too much here or anything, but, um, like, that's one of the reasons why I do what I do, because, like, I love all these songs and, like, all the, you know, the classic Konami songs that are just full of orc hits that I hate so much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, uh, when we were listening to this, you mentioned Turtles in Time. Fantastic soundtrack. I cannot stand the orc hits. <laughs> Some people yeah, love them though, and that's saying that the that's yeah. their own thing. I was saying that the Sigma theme, um, or what I think of as the Sigma theme, uh, Stage Select Two from Mega Man X One, reminds me of Turtles in Time, and I said it was probably because of the Orc hits. And uh, Shukapout has come around on them. I uh, I've always loved the Orc hits; they're very nostalgic for me. But I, I hear where you're coming from. <laughs> I do, and uh, you're right. To each his own. And um, but. Yeah, and then uh, of course the the stage selected jingle from Mega Man X One. What is that song, Chukapo? Uh It's the original stage select from well, not the original, but it's from Two. Yeah, from Mega Man Two. So obviously that's a classic uh, that that would be hard to beat. Um, in some showdowns, you you might actually subconsciously dock points for that because it's not an original composition, but it, it's a very good arrangement of that of that and. So yeah, I, I think we're, we're dancing around it, but yes, X1 I think is going to win this round by a landslide. <laughs> um, all three of us are, are pretty sure are in agreement here. Tell me if you think about think of this, think of it this way, Troy. You mentioned that the X1 stage select theme, even though it is such a short loop, it feels like it's not because it feels like it's just this constantly building thing. Whereas all the other short loops, you can tell that they're short loops, and they're not something that you would want to listen to for a long time. Um, what you said about the X2 soundtrack and about the songs feeling like th- there was just something missing, I got that from both of the stage select themes in X3. I feel like that the first stage select theme, you feel like it's the kind of thing that's going to loop four times, and then it's going to move to a second part, like a second section, and do something different, but it never does. You don't get that from X1. X1, the stage select, feels like a contained unit. The X3 yeah. thing does not. I do think that the X3 
um, Stage Select 2 music is a little bit better. It feels a little more ominous. It actually sounds like something that you would get like when you're facing down Magneto <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> this big creepy boss, uh, Dracula or something like that, maybe with the, the Castlevania influence. Um, and I like the X3 Stage Selected jingle, but it's way too long for what it is. It's actually, I think, the longest loop of any of the ones we have here. It's uh, about 15 seconds. You don't need that for a stage-selected jingle. It's just too much. No. And so, yeah, that's kind of where my thoughts are. So, yeah, I think uh, we're definitely in agreement on that one. Um, the only thing that uh, I do want to give props to uh, the Stage Select 1 in X3, um, because uh, this is the first time that I've ever listened to it wearing headphones, and those toms sound really good. Like, they start in the right ear, and they end in the left, and it's just a really cool effect. So, even though it didn't win, it's still giving it props. I'm, I'm listening to it again, and yeah, you're right, I'm hearing that panning. That is good. And this is, it's, it's a solid composition. I think I just want it to go somewhere else, because it kind of feels like it should be the beginning of a Maverick stage, and then move into something, you know, something well, with yeah, a little bit more of a drive. it's almost like, um... You know how in uh, X1, where Zero's theme, it'll uh, it'll modulate up, uh, so where it's dun ta dun ta dun ta dun dun ta dun ta dun ta dun, then it'll go up to dun ta dun ta dun ta dun. I think that the stage select should have done that. Right, and and stage select two did do that. Yeah, stage select one, I feel like it should have at least done that. You're right, but yeah, that the stage stage one from X. It, it's one of two songs that on this particular part one playlist, they're going to be in contention for song of the week for me, which we don't really do on our show. But um, we'll, when we get to the other one, I'll explain that. It's another one where X1 is going to win by a landslide, and I already know. But, but we're not to that one quite yet, because um, we're going to be moving to the boss themes. Um, and on this one, we actually are going to be listening to eight different little short loops uh, all in a row. Uh, because from each song, we're going to listen to the little music that plays when the boss is appearing. And you hear that you know, the, as the energy meter fills up. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then we're going to listen to the boss battle music. And then the stage clear jingle and the weapon get music. So we'll have a lot to talk about, I'm sure, when we come back from this. And uh, as we've been doing, we will decide which game wins overall in this little montage of themes.
Shukafal. That was eight songs we just heard. Two blocks of four. Which game do you think outshone the other two? Um, probably uh, Mega Man One. X One. Yeah, X X One X One. Okay. X One. Okay. So now that we know your vote, um, uh, Troy, I guess we'll just follow the pattern we've been following. Tell us a little about your thoughts on these compositions, and I'll kind of come back with mine. Yeah, sure. Um, so I would also go with X One on this one. Um. Again, not that the music on X3 is bad at all, it's just... Okay, so starting with the uh, the X1 boss appears. Uh, I really like how ominous it is. You know, it's uh, like, okay, you made it to the end of the level, now get ready for this. And, you know, like, you feel that in the music. Um, whereas I don't feel like you get that as much in the X3 one. Like, it's... Uh, it's a really cool, you know, like, all right, shred guitar, like, here's an encounter kind of thing. But um, I don't feel like it, it gives that ominous quality. Um, and then moving on to the actual boss fight theme, uh, I would give it to X1 just because it's, uh, again, the drums are more driving. And I feel like it, it makes for better fight music. I think so. Yeah, we'll talk about the first two first. I because I, I'm ready to talk now. <laughs> um, I I agree with your assessment of the first two uh, of, of the boss appears music. Um, even though I actually disagree with the outcome on this one, I, I find the X3 music to be a little bit more effective in that way. That it's a uh, it, it's got a little bit more intensity to it. But I do recognize the the ominous nature of the first one there's more subtlety to it it's a more quiet kind of intensity and it does i think in another setting it would be creepy but but again it, it like it settles on that orchid but it's got an orchid with a like a, um, a a decomposing sort of fade behind it and it does work very effectively it's almost like you've entered this chamber and it's reverberating off the walls and you're like you walked into this room and this big this big fight's about to happen. I might be talking myself out of what I thought there. But anyway, um, <laughs> both very good, I think, intro pieces. The reason that the X1 boss battle theme takes it for me, sort of similar to last round. I kept expecting the X3 boss music to go somewhere else. The X1 boss music does. Um, it's got four, I think, like very distinct sections, and when it comes back into the loop, it does so flawlessly. Uh, it's a really well-composed song, whereas the X3 boss battle music is really—it's a 10-second loop, and it works well. I mean, like I could fight a boss to that for a while, and I think in X3 you're probably going to, but um, <laughs> uh, but it doesn't have the the same complexity that X1 does, and I think despite that complexity, X1 just really performs exceptionally. Um, and so uh, sometimes when you add too much, it gets to be like the stage selected theme from last round does, where it's just it's more than you need for that. The X1 boss music is not that. It, it works perfectly for what it is. Moving into the other ones, I think that both of the uh, um, you win jingles were, were effective. I like the first one better. I think it's got a little bit more build and it sounds a little bit more triumphant. Yep. The weapon get music though, I think is the only one where X3 actually wins for me in this round. The X3 weapon get music, 
again, not to say it is like funk, but it's got this, this sort of like funky rhythm going and it's just it's a fun track to listen to and I think it fits really well for what it is but what did you think of those uh, those last two um, parts uh, I pretty much agree with what you said um, like the X3 victory theme is good but the X1 is better um, honestly I kind of have a tough time deciding between the, the weapon theme for X1 or X3 but Based on the rest of my preferences, it's got to go to X1. Yeah, because I think with uh, three of the four songs here, X1... Well, for you, three of the four songs, X1 was the clear winner. For me, um, I do think I talked myself out of it. Even though it was really close for me on the Boss Appears area, I do, I think, have to give it to X1. Uh, Shukapau, of course, went with X1 here. So regardless of how I fall, I yeah, X1 is going to take it once again for round four. So, so far uh, in our nine rounds here in part one, we have X1 with three points and X3 with one point. But now we're going to go to our first of, um, well, our second character-specific set of themes here. Um, and I had to kind of hunt around for this and watch a couple of playthroughs because Vile doesn't have a song called Vile's Theme on the X1 soundtrack. But uh, Vile is the first uh, boss that you face after you fight the Mavericks. And of course, it's a cool moment because uh, at the beginning of the game, Vile just totally trashed you. You're not supposed to be able to beat him uh, because Zero is supposed to come in and save you to show how much you have to grow. But then you actually do fight Vile um, toward the end of the game. And the, the theme that plays here is called Boss Battle 2 on the soundtrack. In X3... Vile returns, and Vile is not in X2, so this was kind of a kind of a cool moment. Um, but he actually does have his own theme music in X3, and so that's what we're going to, to listen to here. What are your impressions of the character of Vile, Troy? What kind of memories do you have for him? Well, I just remember... I remember Vile more than Sigma, to be honest. Um, just because, you know, he is the first real threat, and like you said, he just trashes you. So, it, like, it's... It's a battle that is meant to be memorable more than, you know, oh, here's a boss, fight him, you win. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's meant to, uh, like, there's there's very few story beats in Mega Man X. So I, I find that when they're there, they're pretty effective. Yep. And um, Vile, for anyone who hasn't played X uh, in a while, is the purple Boba Fett looking guy. <laughs> um who beats you down in his giant mech in the uh, opening stage. And yeah, let's go ahead and get into it. We're going to listen to Boss Battle 2 from X1 and then Vile's theme from X3.
Yeah, that was Boss Battle 2 from Mega Man X1 and Vile's theme from Mega Man X3. Uh, Once more, um, this theme was composed, X2, Boss Battle 2 was composed by Setsuo Yamamoto, Vile's theme was composed by Kinuyo Yamashita. And yeah, I think these are both uh, pretty fitting for, for a fight with somebody like Vile. Troy. What have you got for us on these two tracks? Okay, so for this one, I have to give the edge to X3. Um, To be honest, it kind of feels like comparing a jingle to a song. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Where, like, the X1 song, you know, like, it's good for a fight, but that's all it is. Whereas the X3 one, like, there's, there's all these different parts and pieces and you know, like it's it's different sections, yeah. like in a song. Whereas uh, I find the X one is, it's more just composed to feel like randomness and chaotic. Um, and and again, listening to this for the first time with headphones, I found the panning to be really weird. <laughs> yeah, and I think I, I think you're right that it, that's done for for effect. Uh, Vile is supposed to be this really intimidating presence in X One, and I so I think the music does lend itself to that. But it does so at, at the expense of listenability when you're just listening to the song. Um, so you could talk about you know a, a debate I've heard on BTM podcasts is whether like if if you're if you're supposed to quote supposed to you know judge video game music based on its effectiveness in game or based on its effectiveness as its own composition so yeah we're not really here to have that debate today all that to say i i'm with you this is kind of the reverse of the boss battle themes that we just heard like the boss battle theme proper um where yeah the x3 vial theme it just goes a lot of different places and I was talking to Shukapau while we were listening about how that's kind of what I wanted out of the um, out of the stage select theme and why I think the stage select theme from X1 is so much more effective because it doesn't feel like you know the first part of what's supposed to be a multi-part song where to me the X3 stage select theme did this one if it had just stayed with that that first you know the um, the phrase that's repeated four times in the first section of the song. I would have had that same sort of dissatisfaction that I did with the X3 stage select theme. But it didn't. It actually, I actually made the comment to Shukapau, that's what a song is supposed to do when it went to the second section. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Shukapau, uh, Troy and I are in agreement, but which, uh, which track would you have gone with if you had been a tiebreaker? Hmm. Um. Is it maybe a good thing that you didn't have to be a tiebreaker on this one? Uh, I guess the X3 one. Yeah. Any any reason to add besides what we've already talked about? Not really. <laughs> Maybe I should uh, make you talk first each time. But you know what? I think our listeners have probably... Uh... Yeah, I take up all the good <laughs> points. Sorry, Shinkapow. I think our listeners have kind of gotten used to this with the... Um, the guest episodes that it tends to be the guests and I talking a little bit more, but um, when Shukapau does chime in, in the corner. <laughs> what? And me playing Pokemon in the corner. <laughs> That's alright, it gets you some game time on what would ordinarily be a screen-free day, so. <laughs> alright, but now we're we've gotten past Vile, and we are getting into the Sigma stages. So, um, 
we're not going to play all of them because then we would actually be here all day. Uh, so we settled on one Sigma stage theme each or one final area stage theme each and then one Sigma battle theme each. And then uh, we'll play out with, uh, well, the, the last set of songs we play is going to be, we'll, we'll talk about it. But um, yeah, so Troy, which Sigma theme did you go with and why did you pick that one, do you think? <laughs> I went with uh, Sigma Stage 1 because it has trumpets, and I know Sue Kapow will vote for trumpets. <laughs> I see what you're doing here. Okay. Well, I can't argue with that. <laughs> I went with uh, Doppler Stage 1 from X3, once again, because I've heard it on um, other BGM podcasts, and so it's got um, uh, it's got something special to me. And I'm going to see if anybody else hears what I hear in this song. It's not the only song on the soundtracks that, that do this for me, but we'll, we'll, when we come back, we'll talk about that. But yeah, so let's listen to Sigma Stage 1 from Mega Man X and Doppler Stage 1 from Mega Man X3. That was Sigma Stage 1 from Mega Man X and Doppler Stage 1 from Mega Man X 3. And Chukapal, you don't have to give us your tiebreaker vote yet, but I actually would like you to talk a little about these. What did you uh, What did you think of these songs? They were uh, they were pretty cool. So the Sigma theme, we're listening to it now. Anything about this composition that stands out to you? Um, I really like that that rhythm it has. Yeah. 
It's got a good drive to it. Yeah. Takes us back to the opening stage from from X. And then what about that Doppler stage theme? This one is like the first one, but just like better, I guess. <laughs> I think it's it a little be... like the, the Tunnel Rhino theme. <laughs> it's very interesting that you say that. We'll talk about why. Um, but okay, I got him to talk a little bit. So now Troy, why don't you uh, tell us about your impressions here? Oh, geez, don't make me choose. These are too good. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, Very different styles, I think, here. Oh, for sure. Um, like, And that's what I definitely like about both of them. Is uh, to, Okay, let's just start with X1 with the Sigma song. Um, I find it to be very... What's the word I'm looking for? Stoic? Oh yeah, that's a good word. Uh, like it, it... It's very grand and, um, like when you're playing the game, you know, like you're at the point where you've just beaten all the Mavericks, uh, and you're ready to take on Sigma's fortress and whatnot, and it, like... It's a song that very much feels like you're standing at the foot of a fortress. Uh, I also really like how uh, the the drums don't kick in until about halfway through the loop. Uh, yeah, and the, the it loop itself the, is the also the first half of it, like yeah. that stoicness, and then it adds that driving feel to the rest. Like it, you know, like you're really doing this. You are a Mega Man. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, man, that hit the nail on the head. Because yeah, you're right. We're we're listening to it again as we as we talk on on our end here, and yeah, it, it almost sounds like. It doesn't loop as much as it evolves, but it's uh, that's because of that drum line. The drums really take it for me in, in the X1 um, Sigma music. I love that tom fill right before it loops. Um, it's a yep. really, really, really solidly composed piece of music. And then you get into the Doppler stage, which is not stoic. Tell us about your impressions of this, uh, this music. Uh, th- this song just rocks, to be honest. And, um, okay, so just before we get into this one even more, I just want to say that these are probably two of the best bass lines in both soundtracks. They're both so oh, yeah. good. Um, but yeah, like the, the Doppler one, that, you know, like that has that driving feel like where right from the get-go, you're like, okay, I'm doing this. And I, I love the what I would consider to be the chorus section, the that um like it 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 just fills me with energy mm-hmm. i don't i don't know how else to explain <laughs> it but it like it makes me want to go fight doppler yep yeah i really like the so the, the third jeez as to pick a winner gee yeah. uh, I really like the third section I, I here. Don't, I don't know if I could this the, one. So the Sigma stage, to me, it has two, I think, distinct parts. Maybe I'm missing a third one here, but it's also kind of hard because, like you said, the drums don't come in until the second um, repetition. The Doppler theme has three distinct parts, and I really love the wailing guitar in the, in the third the third section. This one is really hard. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um... I guess to, to kind of put that off a little bit, what I was going to say, do you hear anything in the, the Doppler music? Like, um, does the music make you think anything? 
I'm thinking specifically the first section. Do you hear a shoot kapow? I'm going to play it here. Uh, just think? listen to it again, and I know whatever you're going to say to me is going <laughs> to make me go, oh, that's it. So it's nothing like super amazing, but it sounds like, like, I'm Dr. Doppler. <laughs> I'm Dr. Doppler. It's like, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it, he's really making a lot of himself with, with this, like, this music that he's got blurring on the speakers of his opening stage. <laughs> and um, I get the same thing. It, it, we'll hear this in part two, because one of our opening songs there is going to be Tunnel Rhino's theme. And that's got the same sort of Tunnel Rhino, Tunnel Rhino kind of rhythm to it. And I just thought that was kind of fun with the, both these songs. I very seriously doubt it was in any way intentional, but it's there <laughs> for sure. Oh, I I love um, it, though. Like when uh, when songs will do that, they'll make you sing words that aren't even there. Yep. Um, <laughs> and just to, to tie back into my intro story for tonight. Um, when uh, like when I was a little kid listening to uh, like playing Super Mario Brothers 2. I'd always listen to the song and be like, do 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 you know, it's Super Mario 2. So, same sort of thing. I'm Dr. Doppler. Yeah, I totally hear it. Okay, I think... I think... I don't know. This is just really, really hard. Shukapow, you said that you had your choice. Which one do you pick? Mega Man X3. Well, yeah, cause, because I can't pick a winner, I'm going to have to go with the first one. All right. So and you said Chukapel, you said X3. Mm-hmm. Okay. It looks like you're the tiebreaker this time. It looks like I am. Um, oh, I don't know, because I'm like, I'm so torn. I guess, I guess kind of like you, uh, by default, I will fall back on the game that I'm bringing to the table today. So I'm going to go with X3. <laughs> Which means with uh, Shukapau as the tiebreaker, X3 is going to take this round. But this is the most tightly contested one we've had. This this was <laughs> this is our pair of the of the week, I think. So, oh, for sure. All right, very good stuff. Both of these songs, just like everything else we always play, but especially both these songs are what Shukapau. Very good music. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Well, then let's go ahead and get into what happens after what happens after the Sigma stage, Chukapau. The boss fight? Yeah, the Sigma fights. And in X3, you do find out eventually that behind Dr. Doppler the whole time, of course, is Sigma. Um, spoiler alert. He is the big bad once again. <laughs> and so for Mega Man X1... Skeletroy, you picked Sigma Battle 1, and I went with Sigma Battle 2 from X3. Just after listening to all of the fight themes, this is the one that I thought had the best chance of standing up. Um, why did you go with Sigma Battle 1? Uh, honestly, just because of how intense it is. Well, that is definitely what you look for in a boss fight. And I think you'll hear that very soon. You know what? Let's go ahead and hear it now from X1. This is Sigma Battle 1 from X3, Sigma Battle 2.
All right, that was Sigma Battle 1 from Mega Man X and Sigma Battle 2 from Mega Man X3. Once again, coming from very different directions here. Shukapal, what are the impressions you get from these songs? I don't know. I guess just like, you know, that like big, dark, ominous figure from like the X3 one. Mm-hmm. Then just like that hardcore, intense battle theme for X1. Like, uh, hardcore battle themes are like my jam. <laughs> I really, really like that feel. Yeah, the um, both songs I think are really effective at what they're trying to do. And usually when you're fighting Sigma, there are like two phases to the battle. And the first one is usually a big hardcore fight. And then the second one, Sigma becomes this like bigger like deal. <laughs> Almost like god level threat sort of thing. Um, and so I do think both pieces... If our goal here was to like illustrate the two different parts of a Sigma fight, I think we've done that really well. Definitely. Unfortunately, the task we've set ourselves is comparing which type of music is better. <laughs> and that's much harder to do. Uh, Troy, what do you think here? Um, okay, so first off, I think that Shukapau hit the nail right on the head with uh, saying that X3 is ominous. Uh, I can't think of a better word to describe it. And uh, one thing that I really love about this, and uh, again, with the headphones, the toms in this were really good. Like in the mm-hmm. second half, it's uh, you can hear them just going, and it adds to that creepy feel. It does. Um, but I have to go, I have to go with X1 because it sounds like it was written by Motorhead. <laughs> the the X1 theme reminds me of the Super Shredder boss fight in Turtles in Time to come back to that again. It's got that same level of intensity and um I think for me because of what my jam is, I'm going to have to go with X3 because I think it's this is just a super effective piece of music. The dissonance here is really 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 well done. It's so easy to get dissonance wrong, but here it just works super well. Um, which means, Shukapau, you are going to have to serve your role as tiebreaker. Which song did you like better? X1. As I said earlier, hardcore battle themes are just my jam. All Aww, right, yeah. and so, <laughs> so with the uh, with the tiebreaker coming in, we've got X1. So as we approach our last two pairings of the evening, we have got X1 with two, three, four points. And X3 with three points. Getting pretty close to uh, to neck and neck here. We'll have to see how this goes. That's honestly way closer than I thought it would be at this point. I thought for part one, yeah, I thought for sure that X1 was going to take it. Uh, but X3 is really showing strong here toward the end. But, but I, I'm pretty sure I know how this next round is going to go. Because we're about to listen to the password themes. And, well, I'm not going to give away too much, but, um, Troy, anything, um, anything to say about these uh, Password songs before we get into it, or are you going to reserve your comments until we come back? Uh, well, I have to reserve my thoughts for the X3 one, because I can't remember it. <laughs> uh, but the X1 is, it's just such a fun song. It, it's so out of place, but at the same time, it's not. And I don't know how to describe it any better than that. 
yeah, I think that's a good description for it. Um, so the X1 password theme was composed by Toshihiko Horiyama. The X3 password theme, just like everything else on the playlist or on the, the soundtrack, was composed by Kinuyo Yamashita. Let's go ahead and give them a listen now. And those were the password themes from Mega Man X and X3. Um, once again, just want to point out that the X1 password was composed by uh, Toshihiko Horiyama. And um, the, uh, of course, Kinoya Yamashita is the composer for all of Mega Man X3. And yeah, Chukapal, I kind of like what I've been doing here. So tell me, what do you think about these password themes? Um, well. The, the first one feels, to me, a, more like a Mega Man password theme, you know, should feel like. But the, the one from 3 really is cool, too. I, I don't know what a Mega Man password theme should feel like. That's kind of hard. <laughs> um, I know that uh, I like the password themes. Uh, Mega Man 2's specifically is pretty memorable to me. Or it might be Mega Man 3's. Which one is the yeah, okay. So that's three. Oh, good. I'm glad I'm the only one who couldn't remember that. <laughs> that was the point I was going to make. So yeah, uh, in that way, th- those are those are pretty similar. Really quickly, uh, Toshihiko Horiyama also, this was actually his first um, composition uh, in a video game, as far as I can see. It's the first thing listed on his uh, on his history. Double-checking, yes, it is, uh, it is he. Uh, but he went on to work on Mega Man 7. Mega Man X3, he did the PlayStation, Saturn, and PC versions of the soundtracks. So that'll be interesting there to take a listen to. But um, did X4, Mega Man and Bass, um, and worked on a lot of the Mega Man games. Uh, Mega Man Battle Network. Um, he did Misadventures of Tron Bond, so we've played some of his music before. Um, so yeah, 
Nice uh, has done some Phoenix Wright work, it looks like, but lots of, lots of Mega Man stuff. Um, but yeah, this was his very first composition, the password theme from Mega Man X. And man, what a debut track. <laughs> yeah, really, way to start out strong. <clears throat> so yeah, you said you were going to make a, make a connection with that Mega Man 3 password theme. Well, yeah, it's uh, it's just got that light, bouncy kind of happy feel, like the do 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 like it. I don't know. I I think Shukapow was right where like, I maybe Mega Man password music is just meant to make you feel good, although X 3s sure isn't. Yeah, X 3s is it's really in intimidating (laughs) it's intimidating but at the same time like i feel like it's incomplete like it's a loop in its purest form i kind of feel like there needs to be like a a good melody on top of that where it it just kind of feels like chord yeah it it is and it also feels a little bit awkward the the fourth section it, it almost would be a stronger loop if it ended after the third um the third phrase and just had those three phrases over and over the fourth phrase honestly kind of knocks it a little off kilter for me um and i'm not sure if you get that at all but yeah i can, I can hear where you're coming yeah, from it's it's, it's the fourth phrase is a little awkward to me but you're right it's a loop in its purest form um yeah if if there's any doubt that this it's all x1 like i don't think there's any competition here this is the song that, besides the Mega Man X one select, stage select music, that I said this was going to be in contention for track of the week for me. As good as those uh, Sigma and Doppler stages were, this one is uh, just a purely nostalgic piece of music. I absolutely love the melody in the X one password theme, and yeah, I feel like kind of like you said, the X three password theme. It feels like the skeleton of what should be there. Yeah. Which is, that's not the first time we've said that about one of the pieces from X3, so that's interesting. Yeah, I guess maybe it just needed a little more cooking time. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. Because, I, I mean, that's the thing about these Mega Man games. They uh, they pump them out like they're Madden, or at least they did back in these days. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, that is true. And from what I, I gather... The whole of Mega Man X3, honestly, is kind of like that. It sounds like you may have had a little bit more playtime with it than I did, but it just didn't seem as tightly put together as the previous two entries from what I have played. Um, do you remember any of that? Well, okay, so I've always had this really weird theory about the Mega Man X games, uh, at least the, the Super Nintendo trilogy. Because um, to me... It kind of felt like uh, like after the success of X1, they were like, yeah, we need a whole bunch of these, so we're going to get a whole bunch of teams working on Mega Man games. And um, I don't know, X2 and X3 have such a different feel from each other. They do. That it's uh, like, I, I can't put my finger on it, um, but it... It almost seems like it, it was two individual teams working on, you know, their own Mega Man game at the same time. And, uh, I don't know, as, uh, I guess as kind of a counterpoint to what you said, I feel like X3 has a lot more polish than X2 does. 
Uh, but maybe that's just me, and uh, I have played X3 more than X2, so yeah. there might be a bit of bias. Yeah, maybe that's where we're coming from. Um, if I did play X3 more, maybe I could I could do that. Yeah, because I, I, I do kind of see that. I actually really like the um, the Maverick Hunter uh, themes, or like the whole that whole side story in X2, where you've got um, Agile and Sergius and Violin, and how they can. Uh, Basically, you have to defeat each of them to get back one of Zero's parts because Zero, quote-unquote, died at the end of X1, and Sigma reclaimed all of his pieces, and um, they're going to rebuild him as you know a weapon on Sigma's side, and you have to defeat the Maverick Hunters in order to get him back. I think that's what they're called. And it's really kind of convoluted the way you have to do it. I ended up being able to do it pretty consistently in X2 growing up, and it's it's one of my favorite games because of that. I also think the Shoryuken is a really, really cool <laughs> um, Easter egg, even though it's even harder to get than the Hadouken was in X1. It's really, really annoying to yep. get, but it was a lot of fun to pull off. But yeah, I could definitely see somebody who didn't pour all the hours into it that I did when I was a kid, just kind of picking it up and not really being that into it uh, the way that I kind of was when I finally got around to X3. So maybe I need to give X3 a little bit more time and um, and attention and see if I can get back into it. Well, um, okay, just because you brought up the, uh, the Maverick Hunters there. Yeah, the X Hunters, yeah. That's one part of X3 that is honestly just terrible. Uh, the, <laughs> the bit and bite, they're like the equivalent of the X Hunters. And it's honestly... It's a it's a crapshoot as to whether or not you're going to encounter them in the order of the game where, you know, you'd be going through and getting the, the weapons in the order of the bosses and, and whatnot. But mm-hmm. they're so random as to whether or not you're going to have the right weapon when you get to bit and bite that it, it kind of kills it. So... I I would give X2 credit for, like, they nailed the Maverick Hunter where uh, X3 completely dropped the ball. That is one thing I've heard, that it almost seems like the... The order that you have that you fight the Mavericks in in X3 in order to take advantage of their weaknesses is different than the order that you pick up the power-ups. Um, that it doesn't seem to follow sort of the same coherent line. Yeah, it's kind of unintuitive in that yeah. way. Um, which, like you said, it, I think that is it sort of lends itself to maybe feeling a little bit undercooked. Like if they had lined those up a little bit better, maybe it would have a reputation of being a little bit more streamlined. Where, of course, X1 doesn't suffer from any of what we've talked about because it's just it, – it's a really purely well-made game. Um, and, yeah, yeah, I think you, we've, you've made some cogent points here. But let's go ahead – and get into our last pair of tracks, and then we'll come back and talk about how the games did. We know at this point X1 is going to win. We've got five points against three at the moment, but let's see just how uh, how lopsided it is. Um, so I decided to split this up two ways, kind of like I did on the Mega Man 2 uh, versus 3 episode. This week, we're going to listen to the ending themes from X and X3. Uh, which is like the ending cutscene music. Next week, we're going to listen to the staff roll themes at the end of the of the episode, and then we're going to play out with the casting theme from X1, which I don't even fully remember what that is, so I'll probably be leaning on you for that. <laughs> but 
Yeah, X1 has it has the ending theme, the casting theme, and then the staff <laughs> roll. X3 just has the ending theme and then the credits roll. Um, and so that's how I decided to break it up, just to make it kind of balanced. <laughs> I think the casting theme is where uh, like they show all the enemies and the robot masters and whatnot. That makes sense based on the name, but yeah. I could be wrong, but I think... Uh, I think that's what it, we'll find out next episode. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sounds good. But for now, let's go ahead and get into the ending themes from both Mega Man X and Mega Man X3.
All right, and those were the ending themes from Mega Man X and Mega Man X3. Very smooth, very chill way to come down from everything that we have been listening to this this episode. It's almost a video game tradition, you know, like to have the uh, the ending theme be like a ballad. Um, like if you listen to you know like Castlevania, Ninja Gaiden, uh, uh, Blaster Master, like a, a lot of those uh, ending themes were where the composers got to uh, got to do that sort of ballad style. I dig it. Me too. Me too. I like this a lot. It, it reminds me of like it's like a perfect meeting of the 80s and the 90s. <laughs> uh, this sort of of power ballad sort of feel. Um, so <laughs> really, really um, distant tangent. Uh, one of my favorite nostalgic childhood movies growing up was The Chipmunk Adventure, uh, which is a nice. movie. Yeah, where the chipmunks like go around the world in this hot air balloon and race the chipettes. And this year for Christmas, Tasha surprised me with um, with a copy of that on DVD, and so we actually watched that last night, and it's got a lot of that feel, um, that sort of 80s into 90s sort of ballad-esque sort of feel to it, and um, both of these songs kind of reminded me of different parts of that movie, um, but yeah, so all of that's that Shukapau. What did you think? Do you have anything to say about these? Mm, not really. When the first one finished, you you were, I asked you about it. And you said, "Yeah, that, that sounded pretty cool." So, is that kind of where you landed? Mm, yeah. Neither of these are really my style. Yeah, I know. You also keep leaning back away from the mic, and so you're going to be a lot quieter than I am. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but uh, if you end up having to pick one, which I'm not sure that you will, but if you do, you know which one you would pick. Mm-hmm. Or would you need to hear them again? One. Okay. All right. So, Troy, um, why don't you talk a little about the songs and um, give us your verdict here? Okay, so um, uh, the verdict would go to X1. Um, I mean, I like both of the songs a lot. They're, uh, I-, I do love that, like, the ballad style. Um, uh, I... I- kind of have to give it to X1, though, because of how it makes me feel. Um, like, I I can picture, you know, the ending of X1, and you listen to the music, and, like, you can almost hear the hardship that Mega Man went through to get to that point. Um, like, you can hear the struggle in the music. Where the X3 one, um... And I'm pretty sure that you said that the composer went on to do uh, Mega Man Battle Network, because uh, I can hear a lot of that in this song, um, which isn't a knock at all. I love the Battle Network series. But this song kind of sounds like Mega Man won the day, and now he's going to the malt shop for, uh, you know, for a root beer float or something. That's the vibe it gives me. Yeah, um, so the... That composer that you're discussing there is actually um, the – that was the password theme composer from X1, um, Toshiko oh. Horiyama, who went on to do Battle Network. Um, let me see what Yamashita did later on that might might have reminded me of this. X3 was actually – well, no, it was not one of her last works. Um, 
she went on and did hmm, a lot of uh, looks like Japanese DS songs or music. Um, most recent work here was uh, Walk It Out, which doesn't even have a system listed. But um, yeah, lots of DS stuff in like 07, 08. I'm not seeing much really of note after X3. Um, yeah, a little bit of all over the place for Kinyu Yamashita after that. But I do hear what you're saying, and I think that I am probably also going to have to fall down on the side of X1 here. I think that the composition is cleaner. Um, the instrumentation, I'd rather, is it's a little bit cleaner. There are some parts of X3 where I don't think the implementation is super great, um, even though the song itself is 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 a, a really nice piece. Um, I also feel like X1. It, it doesn't loop and it doesn't need to. It's like a complete song that I think was composed exactly for the cutscene that it's in. Whereas X3, it, it does have a loop. Um, that doesn't necessarily, that's not a, like a qualitative comparison there, but um, maybe, maybe I just feel a little bit more intentionality behind the composition of the closing theme from X1. So. All that said, X1 is going to win round nine for the ending themes, which means that for part one, um, so far X1 is cleaning the table here with a vote of six points to three. X1 is decidedly winning part one of our little competition here, which I have to say, I, 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 I am not surprised. <laughs> the X1 soundtrack is nostalgic and fantastic, and it's just, it's really, really good. Um, but you know what? We have arguably got a more difficult job next week when we come back and talk about the Mavericks. What do you think, Skeletor? What are your thoughts about that? Oh, I think that's going to be a tough one. <laughs> uh, there's, I mean, we've heard a lot of great music tonight, but there's a lot of really good music next time. Yep, that's, uh, that's actually why I sort of structured it this way, where we're going to be doing that as the last actual episode of the season. Uh, I wanted to lead off with this to kind of give us a taste of these soundtracks, see where they start and see where they end. But really, when you've got Mega Man X music, just like with Mega Man music, what you really come for is the Robot Masters. With Mega Man X, what you really come for is the Mavericks. Um... And so, gamers, that is what we are going to have for you next time. And, you know, we opened up with a lot of uh, a lot of conversation and chatter that was really, really enjoyable. But I think that we're going to close things up a little bit quickly now, since we're going to be going into part two. I think we'll have a little bit more to say toward the end of that. So, Troy, any uh, parting words with us before we come back in what's going to be one week for the listeners and, you know, maybe like, 20 minutes for us here <laughs> yeah uh it's not really parting words i'll be back <laughs> <laughs> all right well i'm really looking forward to that this has been a blast thank you so much for for joining us and bringing your uh expertise here to the to the conversation shukapow thank you for poking expertise. your head up from the uh, <laughs> expertise yes exactly 
<laughs> All right. Shukabao, thank you for every once in a while poking your nose up out of the DS to talk to us. <laughs> You're welcome. I think that um, some of the songs we play next week are going to be a little bit more memorable for you. So, yeah. Um, but... All right, I think it's time for a little bit of a break. Uh, Gamers, we will see you all next week for part two. Um, And yeah, until next time, um, play very good games, be very good people, and keep listening to very good music.